Listen, you smell something? Human emotions are materializing in the form of a viscous psychoreactive plasm with explosive supernormal potential. What a discovery, a psychoreactive substance. Do you know what this equipment is used for? Boggle or Super Mario Brothers? We'll have fun! Yeah! Yes, you're doing it. Really quite good work there. My friend, don't be a jerk. We've got no choice. Call a Ghostbusters. Super Jackpot! Welcome to Extraplasm Podcast. It's the only podcast on the internet that wonders if Memorial Day weekend leads to an annual uptick in PKE activity within the Ghostbusters canon, if perhaps only because Slimer is treating the neighborhood barbecues like a pub crawl. I'm your host, Jim Maritato, a.k.a. Vink Maniac on the internet, and if you're outside the U.S. and listening to this and wondering, what's a Memorial Day and why are there barbecues? It's an American holiday where we consolidate celebrating the contributions of fallen veterans, the unofficial start of summer, and the opportunity to buy clearance merchandise from retail outlets all in one three-day weekend event. Wow! (laughs) But regardless of where you are and how confusing your national holidays may seem, I'm glad you're here and tuning in for another episode of Extraplasm. And this week is a bit of a mini-sode. There's no guest on hand, in part because scheduling things on a three-day holiday or three-day holiday weekend is kind of complicated, uh, but I'm here to give you a quick rundown on the news of the last week, and then next week, we're going to be joined by a newcomer to the show in the traditional interview format. So, uh, pardon the mini-sode, this is a bit of, you know, let's tie it over for a week and we'll get back to business as usual after the three-day holiday weekend. Uh, so in a moment, we'll get into some Ghostbusters headlines, but... Before we do, I wanted to take a quick moment to welcome the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip podcast back to their microphones. As many of you listening know, the CrossRip podcast has been produced for years by Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart before going on hiatus in 2021. And it was this prolonged hiatus that sort of birthed Extraplasm because I miss listening to a regular weekly show about Ghostbusters. And then... I decided maybe I'll try and make one, and then before I knew it, Chris Stewart had been on the show a total of three times and was in the running for a sequined robe as part of a ridiculous running joke that I just won't let die. Um, So, while he hasn't been on the show yet, Troy has been incredibly kind and supportive of the show and has helped to share posts and provided feedback and, and generally just been a friend of the podcast, so... This is not my way of saying, hey, to hell with Extraplasm this week, go listen to something from the CrossRip. <laughs> but I do uh, want to say that if you were a CrossRip subscriber and you let your RSS feed go in the you know year that they were away from their microphones, uh, it's time to add that subscription back because Troy and Chris are back. And if you've never listened to the show, I want to encourage you to go do that uh, because and if you I mean beyond that, you can check out their back catalog because they have so much great stuff in there. But I think it's not often uh, that you hear, you know, podcasters say, hey, you know what you should go do is listen to some other podcasts. It probably happens in a Ghostbusters fandom a little more than in most. But both Chris and Troy have been doing that for Extraplasm since it started. And I ha- I'm happy to say, go listen to this, but also please come back here, too. <laughs> so go and check out CrossRip's most recent episode from last week, if you haven't heard it already. Uh, and it- Chris and Troy... Uh, welcome back and thank you once again to be for being excellent content creators and um, for being friends of Extraplasm. And so with my paying it forwards by paying it backwards out of the way, um, let's get into some Ghostbusters headlines for the week. Still making 
headlines all across the country, the Ghostbusters are at it again. Today, the entire eastern seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. All in topic today, ghosts and ghostbusting. Extra plasm, read all about it. Ghostbusters headlines coming at you. In Ghostbusters Firehouse non-spoiler news, Bill freaking Murray. That's right. If you haven't seen it already, Bill Murray has been all over the place in London and in social media in the last week, showing up first in an Instagram photo taken by a driver for a private car service who was presumably driving him somewhere, uh, and then again in a photo with Dan Aykroyd and uh, comedian David Walliams standing outside of some star wagons, so let that sink in. Not only did we see Bill Murray uh, somewhere around a movie set, but also Dan Aykroyd at the same time. So, um, you know, pretty clearly, Bill Murray is filming for this movie. If you were worried about whether or not he's going to be in the new Ghostbusters movie, it's pretty obvious that he's uh, he's in London. And if that all wasn't enough, Gil Kennan shared the charming life of directing Bill Murray by posting a screenshot of a Bill Murray text to him via Instagram uh, in which our, you know, our good friend, Mr. Murray asks the most important burning question of the 21st century. What is vegan cheese? <laughs> which I, I initially said a categorical lie, um, which I don't necessarily believe because I'm a former vegan. Uh, I, I'm a current vegetarian, uh, but I think it's kind of funny. Um, apparently, 1030 at night, Bill Murray is texting Gil to just ask him what vegan cheese is. There's got to be some in joke there. There's got to be something going on. Will we see a discussion of vegan cheese uh, in the next Ghostbusters movie? Was it about a script note? Who knows? Probably not, um, given that the director of the movie chose to share it with all of us. But uh, nevertheless, Bill Murray is in London. He's filming a Ghostbusters movie. He's up to his antics and they seem to be fun and good antics to be having. So um, I'm eager eager to see, you know, what's going to happen with the next movie, just like we talk about every week. But it is kind of fun to see, you know, the dynamic that's going on between the folks not on the set. We're not seeing that, you know, firsthand, but sort of the offset dynamics, the, the photos of people having fun, uh, sort of the play between the director and the cast members, all the things we don't get to see when a movie get made. So to see them kind of leak out a little bit and not even really leak because they're things that are coming out from folks who are sharing them with us um, rather than leaking them. It's, it's kind of cool to see. And so I, I guess that what I'm saying is it would be nice to be a fly on the wall of a star wagon. Uh, who got to see a bit about how a Ghostbusters movie gets made and the dynamic that exists between the folks who are there. And so to see a little bit of it coming out um, and a little bit of discussion of vegan cheese coming out as a result <laughs> is, is kind of exciting. That being said, I, I did um I did find some product in the store this week that I posted at the Extra Plasm Instagram feed that was a bottle of vegan mozzarella that you pour on pizza like dumping, you know, yogurt on top of something. And that just completely frightens me. So if that's what prompted Bill Murray to ask the question, what is vegan cheese? Dude, I feel you. I hear you. And I don't understand either. Um, but beyond that, my understanding is that vegan cheese is quite frankly, cheese made from nuts or other things as opposed to dairy product and then put through many of the same uh, culturing, culturing practices and things to come up with cheese. So I'm sure that somebody else could give you a better idea of what it is. Uh, but you know, for now, we'll just go with that. <laughs> In additional non-spoiler news, unless you count seeing a crew logo that isn't part of the film as a spoiler, Emily Allen Lind is appearing in the upcoming film as we know, uh, but she also appeared in an Instagram story wearing a blue Ghostbusters Firehouse UK crew hat. 
The hat was emblazoned with a logo that spoofs the logo for the London Underground. And because if we know it exists as fans, we have to have it. There are now at least five different fan recreations of this logo in the wild that I have seen. And I'm probably underestimating, uh, including some fan created designs that I know I've seen pop up in the Ghostbusters patch and pin group on Facebook, as well as at least one shirt currently available on T-Fury if you search for the words Ghostbusters Firehouse. Uh, so that, I imagine, will be like the new Rust City thing. When, when Ghostbusters Afterlife was in production, we heard that its code name was Rust City. And that meant that there were all kinds of different fan created pieces of apparel and hats and pins and patches and things uh, that were Rust City merchandise. I don't think any of it was ever actually officially licensed or produced by anybody at Sony or Sony Consumer Products Division. Uh, but I think a lot of it was generated by fans. And so we're starting to see some of the same stuff coming up now with this new Ghostbusters Firehouse logo. So. Uh, there's a couple different variations of it. There's a variation I know I've seen that has a UK crew on the bottom of it. There's a ver variation I've seen that doesn't. There's variations I've seen with different fonts. Choose your favorite and select your product now <laughs> from the Ghostbusters fan marketing network. Um, I, I don't have a particular person's product to recommend here, but like I said, there is one out on TeePublic if you're looking for that. I might have said Fury, which if I did, that's wrong, but it is on TeePublic. And... Because directing a Ghostbusters film is not enough Ghostbusters for Gil Kennan, he was spotted out at a comic book convention this weekend um, of Memorial Day weekend with his kids uh, out in London. So, of course, while he was there, he was dressed as a Ghostbuster. He had to have probably the most screen accurate flight suit. I don't think he carried a proton pack, but I mean, if he hasn't if he isn't having costumers just create, you know, flight suits for him, then why is he even directing a movie? Um, but he, he took a quick photo with members of the real Kent Ghostbusters at MCM Comic-Con London. Uh, and I just want to say, I think that this is so much fun to see the people who are making this movie out at conventions, like on the weekends, like we're not filming this weekend. So where are the kids who are making this movie? Oh, they're off at German Comic-Con. Oh, okay, cool. Um, well, what are we doing this weekend? We're not filming. Oh, I, I don't know. Gil's going to go to Comic-Con with his kids. It's just kind of funny to me to see. The folks coming off the set and spending their downtime doing more Ghostbusters stuff. And it's not even like, oh, it's fan official, like, you know, uh, media scrum stuff or press junket work. It's it's just them going out into the public and doing stuff. I mean, to be fair, like, I'm sure the kids who showed up at Comic-Con and were guests uh, were compensated guests. I don't think they just showed up and they're like, hey, we're setting up a booth like a lemonade stand and we're going to get autographs signed for you. Uh, you know, there was a plan, but it's just kind of odd to me that like they're in the production of a movie yet what they're choosing to go do when they could be doing other things is m more Ghostbusters. And I love that. Um, so I'm eager to see what else is going to be coming up for Ghostbusters Day. If we're going to hear from uh, the cast and crew, obviously, uh, whether we're going to see a trailer potentially or a teaser trailer. All of these are things that I want. Um, I guess can I can I want a teaser and a trailer at the same time? I, I don't know. but. I think that this is so cool to see how engaged and, you know, energetic they are about the franchise, even when they're offset, that you get this real sense there's a love and appreciation for it. So hopefully we'll find out more about what's happening with this film when we approach Ghostbusters Day on June 8th. Uh, until then, we're probably just going to have to sit back and wait and see what else the cast and crew of Ghostbusters Firehouse does on its weekends um, or on their weekends. So 
Moving out of the discussion of Ghostbusters Firehouse and sort of the non-spoiler news about it, let's talk about some merch news and merch releases. In the world of fan-produced merch, Phantasm Toys continues to create wonderful things, and this time they've created toys that I'm calling bootlegs with extra boo. (laughs) Back in the 1980s, there was a toy company called Sungold who basically made money by ripping off the success of other toy manufacturers. And Masters of the Universe fans may know them for their extensive Galaxy Warriors line that more or less just copied the buck and style of the Mattel Masters of the Universe figures. But they also had a lesser known line known as Spook Chasers. Uh, And that line was limited to only four figures that knocked off the real Ghostbusters Wave 1 figures. And each included a pack-in ghost that closely knocked off the pack-in ghosts of Kenner's line at the time. So today... A complete set of those figures and all of their accessories can sell on eBay for like $1,500 or more uh, because of their obscurity, their rarity, and because we've all gone insane. <laughs> but while that's probably more than you'd ever want to spend on knockoff toys, Phantasm has gone into full-on deep cuts mode, and I can't stress how much I love what they're doing with this. Um, they have decided to release and name for the first time their interpretation of the Spook Chasers mini ghosts. So as opposed to the ghosts that you, you know, you might know, like Slimer um, <laughs> or Bug Eye Ghost, there are ghosts named Fanger, Pop Eyes, Swirly and Smiler. Um, they are now available as either a four pack or you can buy them individually along with Spook Chasers merchandise like T-shirts. I, I really have to say this, like as a fan of fan produced toys and someone who named his podcast after something that was on a piece of bootleg apparel I own. I love the layers of onion to peel back on this phantasm release uh, because it's just so much fun to think about the idea that it's like, I mean, it's for real. Spook Chasers was essentially a bootleg toy. And now there are fan produced versions of a bootleg toy, which makes them potentially like bootlegs of bootlegs. And I mean, it's bootlegs with extra boo. Um, and I just love it. So um, if if you're not an esoteric um bootleg toy and merchandise like me these are still really cool figures that fit right alongside any of the other pack and ghosts from the kenner real ghostbusters line or the recent re-releases that you know uh, hasbro did of the kenner retro releases so um i can't stress enough that these are so cool and you should check them out at phantasmtoys.com today because they're really fun second piece of uh fan merch news stuff here to think about and know about uh the deadline for the ghostbusters containment unit autograph groups busters across california tour uh that signing opportunity has now passed uh and to be clear that is now apparently what tom and matt of the containment unit are calling their trip to california thanks to yours truly and last week's podcast so see if you want to have things featured on extraplasm i might even give them exciting names (laughs) Um, and i may even work hard to get the names of things correct which is why this week even though most of those signing opportunities from the Busters Across California tour are now closed, I want to remind you that William Atherton is also doing a signing with the containment unit, not Richard Atherton, as I mistakenly and stupidly said last week. And the deadline for that signing is May 31st. So if you're listening to the podcast on the day it comes out on the 29th, you have like 48 hours to uh, lock down an awesome William Atherton uh, autograph on like a dope 8x10 or 11x17 or whatever. Uh, so if you're hearing this and it's not June yet, you got to act. And you can do so by looking for the group on Facebook called Containment Unit. We collect spores, molds, and Ghostbusters autographs. 
for details or to place an order, you can email the Ghostbusters containment unit, all one word, at gmail.com for more info. I believe the price for any item with this signing is $75 for the autograph, and then there are some nominal fees for things like photo printing, uh, like five to eight bucks, depending upon the size of the print. I want to just reiterate that I recently received my Jim Fi from uh, the containment unit, and the entire experience was seamless, awesome, wonderful. Um, working with those guys is also great. So if you have not picked up a Walter Peck for your collection and you need to get that done, uh, now is the time to act on William Atherton because, um, who, you know, when will you, when will you see William Atherton again at the convention? Who knows? Um, probably, I don't think he makes very many convention appearances, so it's probably a good time to get that done if you haven't already. In non fan produced merch news, let's talk about officially licensed merchandise for a couple minutes. Halloweencostumes.com has a new Stay Puft Marshmallow Man candy bowl decoration that they're putting out for Halloween that you may need in your life because I'm going to just say this now. I definitely do. It's not available yet, but as Ghostbusters News reported after Jason and I gleefully DM'd about this <laughs> and our needs for one mutually, uh, for $39.99, you can purchase or will be able to purchase a candy bowl holder in the shape of Tubby Soft Squeeze or at least the front side of it. If this thing is anything like the Ruby's Slimer candy bowl that was out a few years ago, um, it will be a foam item that's like 12 to 18 inches tall, that's like rigid foam, and it's designed to be like placed against a wall with a plastic bowl that it's holding. The photos don't make that clear yet, whether it's like a plastic hollow thing that's going to be like, you know, um, has 360 degrees to it of articulation or molding or whatever, or whether it's a half figure that fits against the wall. But what is clear is that it's supposed to be out by September 14th. It's going to cost $39.99. And when it's available, there's no question that I just want to put him on my kitchen counter and have him hold an absurd amount of spaghetti. I don't know why this is what I want. But the minute I saw this thing, I was like, oh, my God, it just needs to hold like a giant pile of spaghetti. And then I need to take photos of that. Uh, So it's a candy bowl holder. I'm sure that HalloweenCostumes.com does not actually sanction putting a bunch of hot pasta in the bowl. but we're going to find out what happens if you do when I get one in September. So uh, you can go to HalloweenCostumes.com now and look for a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man candy bowl uh, and see what's up for grabs. Or you can actually go to Ghostbusters News and see the article that Jason did on this because I know he ran one after we talked about it. So uh, you can check that out there. Jason from Ghostbusters News also reported that there's a new six pack of Ghostbusters socks available at Walmart. Uh, there are six socks in their six packs, six pairs of socks. But I was like, there's six socks. That's terrible. Six completely different socks all in one package, but none of them match. No, that's not what that's not what's on offer here. Um, the offering is six pairs of Ghostbusters socks for the low, low price of nine dollars and ninety eight cents, which is not a bad deal at all. These are crew socks that feature Stay Puft, Slimer, the Ghostbusters logo, and one pair actually is like done up to look like you're wearing flight suits on your feet, which is kind of funny. Um, these are available now from walmart.com for the incredibly reasonable price of $9.98. I Originally, I think when Jason reported on them, he talked about them being at Walmart stores, but they have turned up online since then. So if you don't want to go spend money on gas or drive around from Walmart to Walmart in the hunt for socks, you don't need to. Just go to walmart.com, order them, and have someone ship them to your house. And... In news that blurs the line between video games and fan content, which I realize I just said, let's talk about officially licensed things. Well, this 
isn't really that, but also is. Um, a few weeks ago, there was a release of an updated version of the Sega Genesis Ghostbusters game that came out in like, you know, the, the late 1980s, early 1990s. And that was a, essentially a patch to a ROM that came out that would allow you to add Winston Zedmore to the game. But beyond that, it also added in some new features like progress saving, new uniform colors, and even a playable Lewis Tully character who apparently has terrible skills. Um, it makes the game harder to play if you play as him because he sucks at being a Ghostbuster. So this is a release that was put out as an IPS patch by uh, Billy Time on romhacking.net. And so to utilize it, you typically have to emulate the game in a emulator. And I feel like saying that now in 2023, there's probably way more of you who understand what that means than when I first started emulating games in like 1998. But if you're not sure what that means, emulating a game essentially means taking the software from an old retro game and then running it on new hardware, but through a program that pretends to be the old computer and interacts with the software. Uh, and so through emulation, you can play the old Ghostbusters game, but with a patch applied to it that would update it and add these new features, including Winston. Well, if you're not into patching ROMs, or if you're just a deep retro console collector or enthusiast who loves playing on original hardware, Toysaurus Games has released a physical cartridge including a case, slipcover art, a full cover manual, and then it's like an actual Genesis game release. And best of all, the cartridge itself is translucent with slime green accents that glow in the dark. So you can be playing a Sega cartridge that essentially glows in the dark while you play it, which is kind of fun. Um, this is admittedly kind of a niche, you know, like retro game collector item. I'm not going to pretend it isn't. And it's even more so because it's one that's like, for this to be a thing you want, you probably have to be both a serious retro game collector and a Ghostbusters fan. But if that's you, I mean, because honestly, like what around here that we talk about isn't a niche item. Um, this is an improved Sega Genesis gameplay experience with an awesome collectible, you know, presentation that is for what it costs is 60 bucks, which that's what a Genesis game would have cost you like then, <laughs> which to me is kind of funny. Um, but 60 bucks, you can get it from at toy underscore source underscore games underscore sales or just Google toy source games or be even smarter. Go to Ghostbusters News and look at the article that Jason has on this because he also has a previous article about the patch, about how to apply it, etc. Um, so that's something you can go take a look at if this interests you. Even if you're not going to buy the game, you can still play it and check it out because um, it's kind of cool to be able to play this game as Winston and to actually finally have all four Ghostbusters plus one Lewis Tully uh, added into the Genesis game. So uh, check that out if you haven't seen it already as a ROM potentially. And if nothing else, like, you know, you got to at least take a look at this presentation that Toysaurus Games has put together because it's really kind of cool and special. Let's talk about community outreach and charity news. You heard a few episodes ago from Dan Lyberg of the Buffalo Ghostbusters. We talked over the last few weeks about the growing and awesome event for Ghostbusters Day that's happening at Hook and Ladder 8 in New York City on June 10th. And we've talked about the t-shirt that they have for sale on TeePublic, which is still available, uh, and their patches, which are no longer available. So all of that and the GoFundMe they're running are benefiting the firefighters at Hook and Ladder 8, which will help them acquire a family transport van. This is all stuff you've probably heard about in the last few weeks. But the new and exciting awesome news is that Ghostbusters producer Joe Medjick has graciously donated a collection of awesome memorabilia 
that's being auctioned off in support of this cause. So uh, if you go to buffalogostbusters.betterworld.org in a web browser, you can find the entire catalog of items that are being auctioned off uh, on the bat- on the Better World platform. And there's a bunch of great stuff up for grabs, including Joe's personal Ghostbusters 2 crew jackets. Um, so if you ever wanted to like have not only the Ghostbusters 2 crew jacket, but Joe Magic's crew jacket, like you, that's a thing you can go get now if you're willing to pay for it. Uh, there are signed photos available. There's vintage marketing materials. Like um, there's a French language poster that's like you're never going to probably find again uh, that's up there. All of this is stuff you can check out at buffalogostbusters.betterworld.org for more info. The bidding on this begins on June 1st and I believe runs up until the 10th. I, I might be wrong about the close date on that. And if I am, my apologies. But I know the bidding begins on the 1st, but you can preview the auction now. So um, so these are some pretty unique items like, it's, like people will chase just after Joe Medjik's autograph. Um, but now you could bid on Joe Medjik's autograph and you could bid on his coat. Um, <laughs> and then you could wear it around your house and be like, look at me. I have a jacket that says Joe and that makes me cool now. Um, I, I don't know if it actually would, but um, I, I would if it was something I had in my collection, I'd be excited about it. So anyway, a few weeks ago, we also spoke with John Roop and Rob Sosby of the South Carolina Ghostbusters, and they came on the show to talk about their raffle to support the family of their fallen member, Heather Bradley. I want to take a moment to remind everybody the cutoff date to enter that raffle is on June 7th, and the drawing is taking place on June 8th, so you need to act this week if you want to get involved in that drawing. There are three different prize packs available. It involves a ton of different Ghostbusters toys and IDW comics and stuff and merchandise that's up there. And some of those IDW comics at this point with IDW having moved on, um, you're probably not going to see new pressings or printings of those things. Uh, So if you are interested in this, if you want to help out and support Heather Bradley's family and you want to support the South Carolina Ghostbusters while trying to net yourself some awesome Ghostbusters merchandise, head over to the South Carolina Ghostbusters Facebook page or Instagram page for more info on how to get involved in the raffle. And remember that their drawing is happening on June 8th, Ghostbusters Day. So if you want to be involved, you've probably got to act within the next week. And the last piece of sort of fan and charity news that I want to make sure that you know about, I don't think we've talked about this previously, but the Moogly Fan Club on Facebook is having a draw Moogly contest with prizes in two age groups. For the adult division, artists are competing uh, for a Hasbro Fright Features figure bundle that has Peter, Egon, Winston, and Ecto-1. So if you grab that and then you grab Ray, you're, you're awesome and you have everything you needed out of the Fright Features figures for the classic figures. And you'll also get a Moogly Club patch, badge, and trading card. In the kids division, artists are going to be competing for a Hasbro Retro Kenner pair of Stay Puffed and Slimer and a Moogly Club patch, badge, and trading card. And... Even if you are not chosen as the winning drawing, all entries into the contest will be entered into a mini raffle for a free patch or badge or card. Uh, so you can join the contest by going to the Moogly fan club on Facebook where you can download their contest sheet. You do have to hand draw your Moogly, so you can't like use, you know, I don't know, mid journey or com- somehow convince chat GPT to give you ASCII art of um, a Moogly and turn that in as your entry. But um, you can certainly apply for this or rather enter this. There's going to be winners chosen on Ghostbusters Day on the 8th of June. So entries for this are due 
by the 5th of June, and you can email them to mooglyfanclub at gmail.com. You can also uh, send them to them via Facebook Messenger. So probably to get the best details on what's going on with that, you should head over to the Moogly Fan Club on Facebook, uh, where there's a whole thread on their contest. Now, this is normally the part in the podcast where I would say, let's go now to our conversation with a fill in the blank. Uh, and then I would play you a little bit of an Elmer Bernstein's thing uh, from Judgment Day. And we would ta- have a great conversation with somebody who's awesome. This week, we're going to keep things short and tight because it's a mini-sode. It's really an opportunity for us to find out what's going on news-wise and then tide things over until we get a little bit closer to Ghostbusters Day or perhaps even Ghostbusters Week if the slate of fan events and happenings that we've discussed in recent weeks is any indication. But I'm really excited about next week's episode. We have a brand new guest coming on the show who's never been on before, but as somebody who has had experiences running a Ghostbusters radio show and podcasts in the past, um, who's got a lot of different stories to share and talk about, and we're going to probably be involved in talking and speculating about what is going to be happening with Ghostbusters Day, given that the next episode will come out just a couple days before June 8th. So I'm really excited about what comes after that. We've got some more great guests that we're working on lining up now, and we've got some obviously some great announcements that I I think we all know we're going to get some information about this new movie coming out um, on Ghostbusters Day. What we're going to find out, who knows? But I'm ready to believe that it's going to be something awesome. So if you want to comment on the show, if you have something you'd like to share, you can always reach out via Instagram or Twitter at Extraplasm or via email at extraplasmpodcast at gmail.com. I thank you so much for tuning in this week and every week. And I also want to offer a very special thank you to Brendan Pierce of Baducci Studios who provides our logo, as well as the Vaporwave artist Magnavox, whose music serves as the show's theme. If you want to support the podcast, you can help out by leaving a positive review on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts. Those reviews really do help to connect a show with people of like-minded interests, thanks to the power of algorithms. And who knows, maybe sometime in the future when we've got a mini-sode and we're not sure how to make you know a full episode because there's not enough going on, we can just have an AI make our podcasts. <laughs> but until then, I remain your host, Jim Maritato. Thanks for tuning in this week. And in the immortal words of Ernie Hudson, Try to have fun and always keep on busting. Take care.